Okay, okay. What? Your brain is so <laughs> smooth to the point where you forgot which film we were doing. Oh, man. Sorry, I think it's the remnants of the Rona. Yeah. And uh, rewatching this film only made it worse. <laughs> and yeah, I definitely have a lobotomy now. Yeah. They're superheroes now. They're, I yeah. don't understand what's going They're on the anymore. Yeah. <laughs> They're, they land like superheroes. Every time they fall onto a car, they land like superheroes um, with that pose. Yeah. You know the pose I'm talking about. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, it's, it's a pose that uh, they make fun of in Black Widow. Yeah, yeah. which I just saw. Um, <laughs> I literally did. Black Widow is fun, man. It's great. I, pretty, I, I mean, really we're not talking it. about that franchise, yeah. but yeah, yeah, it's great. <laughs> I really liked it, and I'm not a fan of Scarlett Johansson, so it's it was great to sort of see that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Good that she got her own film. Yeah, her own film. Yeah, I wish you know some characters Ten, in this franchise. Years too late, yeah, but. for for sure. <laughs> yeah. I wish some characters in this franchise would get their own film. You know. Um, well, they do. They, mean, couple weeks. They will. We'll be talking they about. will. Not not those characters. The I want. Yeah, the, not those characters. Not those guys. <laughs> yeah. Out of all the people, you should give a spin to. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Oh, welcome to franchise presented by the Brad Combs Collective, the podcast where each season we go through some of Hollywood's biggest movie franchises. Not the Avengers, because no. Jesus Christ, no one wants to go through all that. <laughs> one film at a time, as we try to figure out what makes a franchise good, what makes a franchise bad, and what makes a franchise work. And can we remember all the fucking movies from them? Because there's so many in this one. So many. I'm your host, Jonathan Foster. And I'm here each and every week with who? Ariane and Anne's picture. My daughter. What's up, Dad? How's it going, Ariane? Are you ready for Smoothest of Brains this week? Yes. As we talk about tanks. Tyrese just becoming a parody of himself. Yeah. All sorts of really stupid shit going on this week. It's a, it's I can't a, wait. yeah, it's a movie about bald people celebrating their um, beauty, and I love it. And so is the seventh <laughs> one. But yeah. this movie has everything. It has, um, you know, incoherent driving through London. It has Luke Evans. It yeah. has doppelgangers and planes i almost forgot about the plane um yeah the biggest plane oh my god they really the get plane it. doesn't yeah, make sense it does not everything about this movie it. doesn't make sense nothing it's it feels like <laughs> eight movies at once you're watching eight different movies and they're all set yeah. in london in a different part of london with different rules like different, yeah. different traffic laws for every borough of London that they shot in. It's, yeah. it's wild. It's so crazy. Well, we also get a big time mixed martial arts oh, fighter. Yeah. Hell who, yeah. Uh, has recently turned into being one of the biggest pieces of shit in real life. Yeah. But also from another big, huge, huge uh, franchise via Disney Plus's The Mandalorian. Mm. So. It's interesting. We got some franchise crossover. We do. Uh, and surprisingly, this piece of shit person is actually pretty damn good in this film. Yeah. And it's very disappointing. It's very embarrassing but, for all you of know, us. We get um, one fucking one of the best fights in the whole movie yeah. featuring her. So and um, one Miss Letty Ortiz. So yeah. there's a lot of stuff to look forward to. But there's also, you know, um the pride and joy of Indonesia right now. Um who is also in Mortal Kombat. Um, yeah. Joe Taslin is in this. And he's Absolutely. And he arguably has a, the better mixed martial arts um, scene because he just kicks yeah. um, Tyrese's ass. Um, Tyrese and Sung Kang, <laughs> yeah. he kicks them in the ass at yeah. a station that I can't remember, but I know I've been to. 
yeah, fights on the tube. Fights on the tube. You get to see fights um, yeah. at a tube station. Tube fights. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Very fun stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm absolutely ready. Let's get into it. Room for room. Oh mm-hmm. my God. James Baradinelli of Real Views said this purely to showcase how idiotically over the top action sequences can become when annoyances like gravity are tossed to the side. Dude, fair. I mean, fair. Yeah. Fair. Uh, sorry to gravity. Um, <laughs> she's not having a good time in this film. Louis <laughs> Basley of Little White Lies said, insane and repetitive, but fans will lap at him. Lap, get it? <laughs> he pointed out his own joke. Up oh, this brainless, there we go. Always using brainless. Nitrate injected sequel. Cool. Okay. That's not bad, but That's I, not bad. I'm starting to notice there's a lot of uh, you know if if this film if this film series is going to have tropes, then uh, mm-hmm. of course the writers who write about it after watching it have their buzzwords are going to have their buzzwords that are tropes mm-hmm. like brainless. I mean, yeah. they say the same thing every time. Yeah, um, it's mind so, br- numbing. Yeah, I'm pointing this out on you. I'm a critic of a critic. So here we go. Yeah. Bruce DeMara of the Toronto Star said, it pretty much goes without saying that the script by Chris Morgan, who penned most of the previous installments, is achingly stupid and beyond ludicrous. <laughs> Obviously, ludicrous. it's not because ludicrous was actually in this film. So it's not beyond him. So yeah, it's not beyond ludicrous. Leave not. ludicrous alone. <laughs> um. <laughs> Jeffrey M. Anderson of Common Sense Media. <laughs> I'm sorry. Which this film I does just not have, to, have. I have to just pull the worst reviews out. It's great. Whatever yeah. burst of energy or bit of luck director Justin Lin had with the last movie in this series, Fast Five, is now past. Things have gone back to normal, which is to say awfully dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and our boy Peter Travers of Rolling Stone, he Shout has to make an appearance. Yeah. Uh, nothing classic here except the vehicles, but if you're looking for revved up cars, trucks, tanks, and tunnel racing, this is King Kong on wheels. There. Fair. And last but not least, he ain't no Felix Gonzalez Jr. of DVDreview.com, but Felix Vasquez Jr. of Cinema Crazed said, while it isn't a masterpiece, it's a really damn good follow-up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what a, what a, do not apologize for sharing, um, I think, what are some of the best reviews I've heard yeah. of this film. And my um, own little fun jokes that I pull out just to entertain yeah. myself. <laughs> yeah. Leave Ludacris alone, though. This uh, is not beyond Ludacris. None uh, of this is his fault, even though he is an active participant in the events that will follow. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah, no. Let's yeah. get down to business. Alright, here we go. We've gone the fast and the fierce. We've gone too fast, 
too furious. furious. We've drifted in Tokyo, by God. We even detoured for better luck tomorrow. We dropped the does and we just went fast and furious. And then we dropped the furious and brought back numbers, but spelled them out all proper like with fast five. Fast five. Fast five. And now we get lazy again. We go back to just the number, not spelled out this time. And maybe we think about dropping the word fast, but we bring back the word furious. And it's fast and furious six or furious six. Furious six. I don't know. Fast six. I don't know. Well, I think we'll get to that maybe in the next film if we figure out if that sticks. But it's furious six. Woo. Woo. Last week, a team of highly coordinated drivers took down a military convoy. I need your help, Dom. You got the best crew in the world standing right in front of you. We need full pardons all the way around. Take it or leave it. Breathe with me. We talk of vehicular warfare. This is not what we do. Uh, got him. They got a tank. Damn. I can reach out and break you whenever I want. That's dangerous talk. We've graduated to a whole new level. You believe in ghosts? All roads lead to this. DSS agent Luke Hobbs is tasked with the catching a team of mercenary drivers led by former British SAS soldier Owen Shaw. Wonder if he's related to anyone. Oh, I wonder. (laughs) Who continuously manages to evade Hobbs, who has no choice but to enlist the help of Dominic Toretto and his crew. With the offer of amnesty for their crimes on the table, can Dominic, Brian, and the rest of the crew help Hobbs take Shawl and his team down, even if one of them is an amnesic Letty Ortiz? <gasps> She's alive. It's the 2013 action film that uses cars as a plot device because in this yeah. world, there isn't a single crime that can't be caused by or solved by street racers. Directed by Justin Lin and written by, you guessed it, Chris Morgan. Chris Hot Morgan. takes out the gate, Ariane. How are you feeling about Furious 6? <laughs> Furious 6. Um, I say this about nearly every Fast and Furious one, but this one is special to me specifically because I remember seeing it in theaters. It was 2013. I was in middle school or just about to finish middle school. And this film was a huge deal in Indonesia because um, one of the actors in uh, Shaw's crew the Asian guy, that's Joe Taslim. Yeah. And he's an Indonesian actor. Mm-hmm. And so the whole country showed out. And we nice. were like, we claim this. <laughs> we claim his his tiny slivers of screen time. And like the two lines he has in, in Bahasa. Um, so we were all just like, yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, this is this is one of those films that like give me um, my, like my, I was talking to my friend about this a couple minutes ago. Um, it gives me smooth brain. Because um, as... <laughs> As we said, it's, you know, mindless and thoughtless yeah. and it's just room, room and vibes. And Absolutely. that's 
Like, what more can you ask for? Also, I think this is the film where all of the characters, this is the best they've all looked as a collective. Okay. I think. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, and I think visually it's a lot more uniform. It is kind of boring, like, in terms of like, oh, it's all, you know, the classic, you know, blues and grays of spy movies of the time and for the rest of that um, decade anyway. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, it's set in London, home sweet mm-hmm. home. Yeah. Uh, and Rita Ora makes a cameo for <laughs> God knows why. Yeah. Um, it's London, baby. It's London. This is London, baby. Um, and the, the I just think it's so funny that Hobbes can't do anything by himself. Um, yeah. <laughs> and this is why um, they bring it together. Um, I love Han and Giselle. Uh, Gina Carano we need to talk about later we will <laughs> oh god um, no it's it's a good time even though like every time I watch this film and I've seen this film a couple times this year let me just tell you that out of the gate you forget like the second you finish one action like one set piece one action sequence you forget about it and then the next one you're like oh what yeah. How? What? What were they looking for? What's this device that they're protecting? Heavy trope in this. It's series. a tank. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. Towards the end, I got so confused because I was like, "Wait, what were y'all after in the first place?" Yeah, like, yeah, what? What are these nos hook things that Tyrese has so many ridiculous one-liners in in this film? He does. Also. He does. Um, he does. And they're great. Um, but yeah, no, it ends with uh, what I've called. Like Die Hard Two meets Toy Story Two, it's a huge plane getting taken down <laughs> um, with fast cars. Um, but yeah, no, right out of the gate, hot take. It's it's fine, and yeah. I love it. Yeah. Like it's it's very comforting in a way, just because it's predictable. Not really predict- like yeah, it's predictable. It's expected. There are some tropes that repeat itself. Um, all the characters play their roles. There's a lot of callbacks to previous films with details you can't even be bothered to remember until you're like, oh, yeah, wait a second. Yeah, it was in the fourth movie. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. And yeah, no, it's it's just like, it, it's again, like another step up to tie everything together, which mm-hmm. I think it does quite well, considering that I've seen the other two installments after. But yeah, what, what did you think, John? I agree with the Tyrese has a lot of one-liners. I probably I think so this is probably one of the pound for pound funniest of the series. Yeah. Yeah, There's a lot sure. of funny jokes going throughout it. Um, I watched this on Thanksgiving night and I drank like four beers that day plus had a couple of glasses of wine. So I was like pretty lit when I was watching it mm. and it was uh and it was like so silly. I was the silliest. But I don't think even being Stone Cold sober, I could have made it through the film and not still felt the way you did, where you're just kind of like, what? <laughs> At times? Yeah. Smooth brain, man. Film is so, it's like, it it literally is fast and furious. It's pacing. It's just like, let's get it's to the quick. next thing. Okay, yeah. great. Cool. Let's get to the next thing. I was thing. like, wait, y'all went to Spain when? <laughs> yeah, it's it's what? insane how quick the pacing is on this one. So quick. And there's obviously, we'll get to it, but some really fucking stupid shit going on in this movie. Yeah. yeah. And some really fun stuff. Like, seeing this for the first time, it was like, wondering how they were going to talk the last one with uh, 
his with the safe, the, with the safe, the and just the the whole scale of it with the rock and yeah. the Diesel's fight, the Avengers sort of, of it all, yeah. And then yeah. it's like I'm not saying they topped it, but they certainly tried to, and they went. They really, certainly tried to. They went. Yeah, they really went for overboard it. <laughs> at <Yeah>. times. <laughs> Yeah, which is funny. It's fun though. It was hard for me to sort of place this. Later, we'll rank these all, and I was trying to figure yeah. out where I was going to place it. But uh, mm. we'll get to that when we get to mm-hmm. it. But uh, we know from the last episode that the departure from street racing was a big success, and yeah. they broke the franchise wide open, basically allowing it to be extremely accessible to more audiences. So after the success, the studio and the producers wanted to go. Step further by transforming the series into a spy adventure series, as you said, it's got that spy color palette. Uh, sure, fine. It's what it is. You gotta, you gotta compete in the yeah. market. We like, also, yeah. yeah, we have to remember that uh, what's really happening here is that this is the first post Avengers Fast and Furious film. So uh, yeah, like post Avengers, the year similar. after. Yeah, so you know what they're trying to do. They're just trying to yeah. kind of create their own sort of Avengers. I mean, we saw in the last film, they assembled sort of, but you know, yeah. this is just where it's kind of going. Hey, fuck the cars. <laughs> yeah. It was like, fuck the cars. Here's a doppelganger crew. Yeah. Seriously. Um, I mean, yeah. It, the thing is like, they obviously use cars all the time. And like I said, it's a plot device mm-hmm. that they're using throughout the entire series that like, and like I always keep joking every episode, it seems. Why does it? Why does it always come down to the street racers who need to do everything? Who, I mean, even Shaw's crew seems to be made up of elite drivers. Yeah, <laughs> they're not necessarily street racers, but they yeah. are apparently the hardest drivers to catch, and that yeah. therefore Hobbs needs the help of his elite criminal crew. <laughs> like, what are they? Some kind of suicide squad? Like, yeah. is that? what's going on yeah, right seriously. now I um, mean, the bad guys becoming good guys this which from, is a thing from, that from, so suicide squad could yeah i don't know so suicide squad could barely crawl yeah whatever yeah, these guys did. vroom vroom so suicide squad could do whatever they're doing um, okay i got it this film vroom vroom so mm-hmm. the suicide squad could sell a lot of halloween costumes yeah Sure. Yeah, shout out Harley Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> the the Letty Ortiz of their franchise. Yeah. So we also mentioned in the last episode that during the production of Fast Five, the sixth film was already being planned. The film was officially announced by Universal in June 2011 for a May 2013 release, which they actually kept to this time. Uh, Neil H. Moritz and Vin Diesel, of course, were back to produce the film with Justin Lin on board to direct Justin Lin revealed that he had, after discussions with Vin Diesel, storyboarded, pre-visualized, and edited a 12-minute finale for Fast 6 before filming was completed on Fast 5. I'll get back to that in a bit. But yeah, he actually shot some footage, and he was unsure at the time if there would be a sequel or if he'd be able to direct it, but he wanted to have input on how any sequel would end. So Mm -hmm. the original idea was that This was going to be the final film in an unofficial trilogy with Fast Mm -hmm. and Furious, Fast Five, and this being the sixth film. It kind of makes sense with the intro, the way they sort of did that. I'll get to that in a second as well. The montage. But it's the montage. They Mm. you feel they're all they're trying to pull this whole story together that's kind of happened in the last few films. And they actually wanted to officially call it Furious Six after Fast and Furious and then Fast Five. I've made jokes Mm -hmm. about this. Uh, for a cohesive series, they want it to be like 
Fast and Furious, Fast Five, Furious Six. The idea was nixed by the studio because the marketing concerns and the audiences wouldn't understand what Furious Six meant. So they made the official title Fast and Furious Six, but Justin Lin sort of won that out because on the title card of the film itself, it reads Furious Six. So yeah, <laughs> whatever. Uh, and it was in October 2011 that the LA Times reported that Universal was considering two sequels back-to-back uh, with a single story running through both of the films. And Vin dun, Diesel dun, confirmed dun. that in December, December of 2011, stating that Fast 6 would be split into two parts with writing the two films occurring si- simultaneously. He said that we'd have to pay off this story, we have to service all these character relationships, and when... Uh, And when we started mapping all that out, it just went way beyond 110 pages. And the studio said, you can't fit all that story in one damn movie. Mm -hmm. So originally, Furious 6 was going to be split into two installments, shot simultaneously with the first entitled The Fast, and then the second entitled The Furious. (laughs) Twilight. (laughs) I actually kind of remember that, like... Yeah. At the time, I kind of remember them saying there was going to be a film called The Fast and then a film called The Furious. The Furious, yeah. Yeah, the, I think the tank sequence would have been the end of The Fast and then the plane mm-hmm. sequence was supposed to cap off The Furious. Yeah. But eventually they just whittled it all down to just have one film. Yeah, so, to the essential set pieces. Yeah, which meanwhile, they were still obviously thinking of other things. Yeah. To that. Yeah. <laughs> So let's just get to the cast and mm-hmm. what actually happened in this movie. And we'll try a little bit better this time to around. Remember to happened. remember what happened. <laughs> As if our brains haven't been smoothed over. Yeah, our brains have been really smoothed over. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to contain my knowledge of this film and what happened in it. Because a tank ran over it. Um, we yeah, a tank off. flattened it. Yeah. <laughs> flattened it. We kick things off with a lovely little race in the Canary Islands. Mm. I like the Canaries. I mean, they're a bit of a, they get kind of a weird reputation, I guess, because a lot yeah, of British people go on holiday, but they're really nice. Between, of course, Vin Diesel, Dominic Toretto, and uh-huh. Paul Walker, it's Brian O'Connor. Yeah. If they weren't back, it'd be really weird. Uh, <laughs> it turns out they are racing to a hospital where Jordana Brewster's Mia Toretto is about to have her and Brian's baby her boy Jack. Baby. Yeah, hello, Jack. Elsa Pataki is also there as Elena yeah. Neves. It's Dom's new lover. Yeah, he's he's just totally got her now, his lover. Yeah. And uh, I love that Dom is all like, Brian, remember the second you go through those doors, everything changes. Our old life old is life. done. I'm just like, Dom, do you even have kids? Be a great father. Yeah, I was like, Dom, <laughs> who are you? Uh, who are you right now? Do you think he has kids? He probably has. Do you think he has kids? I was going to say he I'm probably not, has some kids. But no I, comment. No know. comment. I'm not going to tell you because I think like, oh, I'm already that, incriminating myself. Like, I'm already. Does that just know. become another film plot point? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you see, it's predictable, all of it. Um, but no, it's yeah. hilarious that Dom was like, "Brian, you're gonna be a great dad," as if like that entire street race and like <laughs> that's what you say at the end of a like 
rushing to the hospital. You're going to yeah. be a great dad. Our old life is behind us. And then, you know, five minutes later, actually, our old life is not over. Of course <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's never over. Never over. I love like Brian sort of looks at him and is just like kind of calling back to what happened in the last film when they had that sort of talk about their father sort of thing. Mm. And uh, Brian was like, <laughs> I never met how do you know? <laughs> he's like, because I'm going to be there if you, to kick your ass if you're not. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get oh. the hilarious opening credits flashback montage. Oh, yeah. Where, like I said, they were really trying to wrap all this up. It just, it's like a TV show. It, I, I don't know how. It's like the opening title sequence to a TV show. Yeah, yeah it's sure. really strange. Yeah. It yeah. works because I know that it's supposed to sort of tie all this together. Mm. But I don't know if I enjoyed that or not. No. <laughs> it was very strange. I forgot that happened until I watched it again. I was like, <laughs> oh, that's how this movie starts. I thought yeah. it started with Hobbes in Russia or something. Yeah. Which we'll get to. Yeah. Um, well, we'll get no, to that now because yeah. a, a returning... That's, that's what happens next. <laughs> yeah, a returning Dwayne. I'm still not the rock unless if I appear randomly on WWE television to steamroll one of the company's best young stars so I can fight John Cena. For a title that neither of us needed at this point because that kind of happened in 2013 around the time mm. after The Rock finished this film or maybe was working on the last one. I don't know. Johnson appears as DSS agent Luke Hobbs in Moscow where he's greeted by Gina Arano as his new partner. Yeah. Agent Riley Hicks. Okay. Oh, man. I had no idea that that was Gina Carano until I start doing research uh, on after I watched the film and I started doing research on, cause I didn't, I didn't see her name in the opening titles. And I, to be honest, it just didn't really look like her from what I remember seeing her back when she was, she's an MMA, MMA fighter. Yeah. Fought for the UFC and stuff. And I just like, just didn't recognize her at all. And it just didn't, just did right, not just appear did. in my brain that that was Gina Carano. And then they have, one of two big fights, particularly the first one, which is amazing, her and Letty. Yeah. And she pulls out this cross arm breaker. And I should have fucking known because I was, I wrote down in my notes, ooh, nice cross arm breaker. (laughs) Now it makes sense because she's an MMA fighter. So, but anyway, I don't know your, your feelings on uh, Gina Carano. My thoughts on Gina Carano? Yeah. Oh, um, so I, when I started watching The Mandalorian when it came out last year, it was like, Oh my god, it's that chick from Furious Six, right? I had no idea. And I rewatched this and then I, I was like, there's there's been some stuff going on with her on Twitter. Cause I'm not very like I don't keep up. Like I stay off Twitter when I can. And if I do, it's only to tweet some really stupid shit about One Direction. Yeah. Um and then I sort of like looked through her timeline and I went, No. Oh shit. She's yeah, no, she's like anti mask, anti lockdown. <laughs> Of course, she is. <laughs> I saw her retweet some really awful like video essays to do with the Mandalorian, to do with like you know Star Wars fans being horrible racists, and I'm kind of just like, does Pedro Pascal know about any of this? Is he okay? And he probably doesn't give shit because he's like awesome. Um, but no, yeah, she apparently is not like the you know the typical Hollywood um, liberal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I mean, no, it yeah. kind of makes sense. I mean, it kind of does make with, sense, but at the same time, it's kind of just like, oh, like, yeah, you know, I don't know. It's just the UFC, and just, I'm not saying yeah. all MMA fighters, but it's a weird breed. There's like, yeah, it, it can you can get some really strange. I guess in all all walks of life, you can get oh, some sure. really strange people. But uh, for sure, but um, yeah, I don't know, Gina Carano, like. I don't know much about her in particular. I didn't even know she was in the Mandalorian. And, but I do know that when Gina Carano was doing this, the, you know, training for this film, obviously her Mm -hmm. and like Letty, they had that big fight. We'll get to that fight in a little bit, but like great fight. she had to train and stuff to like basically make it seem like she was fighting without hurting Letty or, you know, uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Michelle Rodriguez. And I mean, of course, she should you would think she'd be good at that and stuff and uh i mean why not just get a fucking wrestler to do it mm. and in my head you you were talking about mandalorian you're talking about jenna carano seems like she kind of sucks and mandalorian just got like a really new uh awesome person added to their cast yes. who is a wrestler named sasha banks who yeah. is uh snoop dogg's cousin and uh yeah Fuck it. I don't know where I was going with that, but, you know, it would have been cooler if it was Sasha Banks, even though she wasn't really around back then. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't really around back then. But no, her character is quite, like, in this, it's it's that thing of, yeah, Hobbs needs a lady sidekick for some reason. Always. Even though even though Hobbs is the sidekick to Dominic's entire yeah. crew. Uh, <laughs> he, I mean, I, I bet The Rock was, like, probably just like, you know, you got to keep giving me a sidekick so I look like I'm important. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh, there's that fucking thing he says later on in the film. He's like, you know, um, you got brains and ass woman. I'm going to be out of a job or something like that. And I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> like, are you jealous of her? Um, Very strange. It's like Luke Hobbs, please. Um, there's, oh my God, that sequence. So when they're in Russia, something's been stolen. We don't know what because mm-hmm. it's, it's all very vague. Yeah. Um, as for most spy movies it's just red herring after red herring but apparently they've captured one of the drivers at Interpol and it's this hilarious shot where it's a bald guy in a tight white t-shirt and you think it's gonna be Dom but it's yes. not and I was like oh my god this guy looks like Peter you can cut that out <laughs> he does want. no he um, kind of does look like Peter that's great <laughs> no that's great because that kind of actually roughly yeah. led me in the direction I was going with this anyway I mean Hobbs basically like spills off Riley Hicks's resume. Yeah. That's about all the character development she gets for like the entire yeah. movie, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but up she, until like a certain point. Yeah, but she has like some fight scenes and that's cool. So whatever. And then yeah, Hobbs briefly mentions still that someone's stealing Russian military equipment with all these destroyed vehicles all over the place. There's a literal car in the side of in a, a building, building that a crane mm-hmm. is trying to remove. And he yeah. says, a job this good only one team in the world can pull it off and then boom text they're in interpol headquarters because one of them is called i mean it's this is what i mean about the pacing of this it's just one scene to the next we got to keep going bomb bomb yeah it's it's you know locations in london doubling up as russia because i know that shit was voxel bridge i know that built interpol building that's fucking that's a university yeah they were definitely Um, doing that there was like definitely one of those bridges was like not in Russia, for sure. No, was- no, for sure, for sure. <laughs> it, uh, I was like, I've walked that bridge. Like, they, you know, work. we're led to believe, <laughs> like you said, that it was Dom, 
I mean, that's yeah. kind of what you're thinking anyway, but it's just some mm-hmm. British dude. And Hobbs beats the shit out of him, which is really Police fucking funny. brutality. Really, uh, really funny, to be honest. Um, and then uh, Hobbs finds out the person he's looking for is, you know, I mean, I think he knows, but we find out that Hobbs finds out where the person is looking for who happens to be Shaw. Mm-hmm. And he's in London, but he needs wolves. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go hunt. So Dom is uh, <laughs> proper in bed with Elena. And yeah. we see him get up and we see the return of Corona. Yeah, he drinks a Corona straight up first thing out of bed. And I was like, yeah, My that's man. this year. So, um, <laughs> prophetic. Wow. Yeah. Hobbs appears. Yeah. What are you doing here, cop? Oh, <laughs> so Dom is so funny in this as well. I think Dom also has some really great, great lines yeah um, that are like out of context sound super like this is the perfect way to end a scene or this is the perfect way to start a scene but if you think about it as a whole within the scene itself it's kind of like what are you saying <laughs> basically though Hobbs appears and he like blackmails Dom into joining yeah. him to help him out by showing him a photo of a not dead Michelle Rodriguez as Letty Ortiz mm. A photo taken last week. That was taken last week, which is yeah. a photo that I'm pretty sure is the same photo that was given to him in the, in that the last movie, post credit yeah. scene, which, I mean, this has been ages. But then again, we don't know when that post credit scene was actually meant to be because it was in the credits. So, okay, yeah. fair enough. I just talked myself into it. Um, <laughs> sometimes you got to do that. Talk Seems yourself that, into movie logic. That's the thing logic. with this film, yeah. <laughs> Dom wants to go solo, but Hobbs is just kind of like, nah, I need the whole team. So, enter probably one of the best little mini bits of the film. Tyrese Mm. is living it up as Roman Pierce. Yeah, in the jet. (laughs) On the private jet with a bunch of women. We have, uh, this whole segment is fucking brilliant. All right, so. Yeah, it's great. Tyrese is on the jet, Roman Pierce on the jet, private jet with a bunch of women drinking like champagne or whatever. Chris Ludicus Bridges is back as Tej Parker, of course. He's in, he's in Costa Rica. He's rigging a cash machine to shoot money out for all the kids and and talking shit to some like locals who are talking about his money and bullshit. I don't know. Uh, and then like a Ferrari out there, yeah. And then we <laughs> cut to Hong Kong, I think. Yeah, it is Hong Kong. The only reason why I'm saying I think is because they weren't using uh, they they weren't using like the location like text Titles, at the bottom yeah. of the screen. Like they weren't letting you know where they were. And yeah. the only cue was, which I'll get to a little the bit music? later, but there was a song that just says Hong Kong well, superstar. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. they're in Hong Kong. They're in Hong Kong. Giselle speaks some Cantonese. So I was yeah. like, okay, we're in Hong Kong. Yeah. Um, so it's Sun Kang is Han Lu and Gal Gadot is uh, Giselle Yushar. And they're in Hong Kong with Han talking about settling down. It's really cute. Giselle's sort really of like, cute. and randomly a bunch of Hong Kong cops show up and it's probably one of the funniest shots in the whole film with Han and Giselle just holding up guns everywhere yeah really classic standoff they were like yeah like back to back (laughs) um and Giselle has two guns yeah and then the cop just comes over with a phone yeah and then it's the funniest thing I think I don't know if it's in this film or a different film, but like it's a picture of a car. And then Han, like the caller ID is a picture of a car. And then Han just goes, dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut to Roman and Tej 
just yeah. getting Having phone calls. So I'm just like, Roman and Tej just got calls. Why are Han and Giselle being tracked down by Hong Kong police officers to be given a phone? I mean, I know maybe they're just better at going off the grid. I don't know. Yeah, I think they are. But yeah. it's just, that was really funny to me. It was really funny. And then we have a really great line from Roman where he's talking to the ladies. He's like, he goes, we have to turn this plane around. He's like, you know that casino I was talking about? I got some vouchers for the buffet. <laughs> <laughs> and then like it, it cuts out to like the wide of the whole jet from the outside. And then the tail of the jet says, it's Roman, bitches. <laughs> he is my favorite character. Um, yeah, he's from- really funny in this film. <laughs> Yeah, he's hilarious. He's the audience's way in. Yeah, definitely. It's not Brian anymore. It's, yeah, it's Brian's definitely Roman. Very backseat in this film, to be honest. Yeah. There's way yeah, for real. There's so yeah, much going there's on. So much going on. Yeah. Brian has actually a lot to do, except it doesn't seem like a lot to yeah. do. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. He's like second leader. Like, you, you know, there's no more like struggles for who's in command. I think he's just reserved. To being like to being yeah Dom's second, right hand yeah second to Dom yeah Dom comes in person to tell Brian the news and there's more imports versus muscle car jokes about the little baby blah 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 he shows Brian the picture of Letty and Brian just basically just like I used to do that just shit fake. all the time <laughs> yeah I used to do that shit all the time as a cop he's tricking you he's playing you and me. I was like way to go oh Brian yeah. ew piece of shit piece of shit piece of shit cop and Mia basically yeah. just kind of comes out nowhere. But and she's we're just family. Like, Y'all need to. We're family. You're better together. You're stronger together. So you need to yeah. go off and do this. So now we're all in London. Woo! Home sweet home. Yeah. The crew are so happy for their setup. Brian questions mm-hmm. where Leo and Santos are, and this is a clear point to just write them out. Where they just like they're off gambling in a casino. Who cares? That's where we saw them last when they <laughs> lost all their money. <laughs> if anybody remembers the previous film, which yeah. I do not until they said that. Yeah. Um, yeah. They were yeah. in a casino at the end, but uh, yeah. I mean, I guess it just doesn't matter now. I and guess they're stuck there. <laughs> Roman says, Why do I smell baby oil? <laughs> <laughs> as soon as they, I was like, no, 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 he, before that, he goes, oh, What are we, who's paying for this? Taxpayers? Are we working for the Hulk? <laughs> yeah. And then, why, and then yeah. Hobbs walks in and then he's like, Why do I smell baby oil? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Uh, he's brilliant. And Roman has a lot of really good bits during these, like, awfully boring expository like mission briefing scenes where he's just like in the background trying to figure out how to work the vending machine he's like which one of these is a dollar and i was like actually (laughs) yeah that is quite confusing (laughs) if you haven't been in england yeah um, because the the pound is a coin yeah unlike the u.s where (laughs) the singular bill is a dollar i'm just like okay so Again, we get a group of street racers that are the best mm-hmm. of the world in mm. street racing. Now they're a super to, spy team. They're a super spy team now, mm. and they're taking down Owen Shaw, who is looking to build a tech bomb that can shut down a country. So that's sort of the that's information we're sort of getting from Hobbs in this okay. confusing thing. And the thing is, okay, so this is a continuous trope. We keep talking about every episode now that we're getting the information being explained about the bad guy. And I don't know why, but 
we always get distracted or we kind of don't realize what's going on. And this one's so blatantly obvious that Roman is trying to get a snack from the snack machine while Hobbs is delivering this. Hobbs shoots it. That whole thing is really funny, but you're getting completely distracted by the fact that he's explaining what they're doing there and you completely miss it because you're paying attention to Roman. It's like they're trying to distract you. <laughs> they are because, because the thing that they're looking for, the thing that the Hob- the Shaw's crew is trying to build is flimsy. Like yeah. it's all flimsy spy jargon nonsense. The hell is a tech, but I love um, there's that one line Ludacris says right after Hobbs finishes, he's like, why don't we just steal it? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but what is it? It's like, Tej, can yeah. you tell me what it is? is because i will continue to be confused until even when they brought the plane down at the end i'm like what was this for yeah seriously like, it's it's what? just like who cares really yeah, at this point it's for real, of, who, who cares, cares? <laughs> who cares who cares at least with the fifth one there was an objective okay steal the big safe with all the money in yeah it. yeah even in the fourth i can't even remember the fourth one now <laughs> no it was it was still money drugs um up used tunnels blah 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 mm. But this is getting into that. Yeah, we are competing in a big action franchise pool of things. We're getting to that spy adventure stuff. Like they had to do what they had to do, but it was still just like, it's funny. Yeah. It's funny. It's so well, funny that like they didn't know. Like we didn't know. They didn't know. <laughs> I think the whole thing is though, that's just not what they're after anyway. Because obviously, yeah, it's for Ops sure. is trying to they're do after, it. He's dangling the yeah. carrot of Letty. Because again, yeah. at this point, he throws down the photo again to say we're going to make the family whole again, you know. And uh, even though like most of them don't know who she, yeah, because Ted is looking at it like who's that? And I'm like, half of the people never met Letty before. They weren't around yeah. for this whole thing. But they might they know by like hearsay, but they don't know who she is. <laughs> yeah. So Brian asked for pardons and immunity and stuff. And uh, mm. finally, we are introduced to the film's big bad guy because they go stake out his hideout. The Fast and Furious series finally pulls out the British villain trope with yes. Luke Evans as Owen yes. Shaw. Owen Shaw, yeah. I've really managed to miss most of this dude's movies, so I don't really know him that much. I know he's in like, you know, he played Gaston and, and yeah. uh, whatchamacallit, Beauty and the Beast. But yeah. I don't know him that I know him from uh, not just Beauty and the Beast because I, I watched all the Hobbit films when they came out. Oh, yeah, yeah, reason. okay. Yeah. And he was like the he's bard in, in it. Like he's mm-hmm. in there. He's quite good in it, I think. Um, and I know him from this. So that's yeah. like pretty much all I know him for. Mm-hmm. And he's in that um, new Adam Sandler film on Netflix. It's not that new. I think it came out last year. Um, Murder Mystery. He's in oh, that. Oh, like, okay. I did see that. As a rich British person. Yeah. Um, I kind of so, remember who yeah. he is now. I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I yeah. completely forgot he was in that. Yeah. yeah. And he's, but he's that British villain that's just like, I'm English, so I'm going to be like, not in the, the overly reserved British way of like, oh, yeah, I don't care about anything, lad. But it's in that way of, I'm going to be efficient and I'm going to be precise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. it's hilarious. Charles set up the police during this point where he simultaneously had a crew pulling off a job at Interpol. He sort of blows mm-hmm. up the bridge thing that all the cops yeah. are at and Hobbs and Dom chase after Shaw while Brian and the rest of the crew, they're heading to Interpol. Shaw basically has a little Hot Wheels car that can mm. flip cars over yeah. with the way that it's designed. Uh, I can actually now say that I can see how 
Justin Lin will direct a Hot Wheels movie. Yeah. So, but still, right. he better have that car wash garage with the spiral oh, racetrack yeah. sort of Hell exit. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it's all. not Hot Wheels without it. Exactly. Yeah. For Owen Scholl's flip car, though, Justin Lin tasked the film's vehicle designer with developing a car capable of driving headfirst into moving vehicles and flipping them into the air. Todd McCarthy and his team designed a fully functional, low-to-the-ground formula racing car with a ramp on the front that allowed it to catapult other cars into the air while keeping the flip car drivers safe. Because fuck the other drivers, am I right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And in addition to the cars that can flip them over, they have these little hockey pucks that they shoot onto the other cars that override like the computer parts of those cars, which I didn't know was a thing. Um, And it fucks up Roman and Tej so bad, poor babies. And Brian just goes, yeet, and (laughs) takes it off because he's awesome and he saw that coming. Yeah, this Uh, is a new car deactivating vice introduced for the first time since Too Fast, Too Furious because this is the first time we've had a fake deactivating device but this time yeah Mm -hmm. it's messing up with the steering wheel of the cars instead of turning them off like they did in Too Fast Too Furious Furious, (laughs) I don't know which one I find more believable probably Too Fast Too Furious because it's like a weird electronic device that fucks with the electronics of the time you know Mm. but uh, this one's weird because it somehow affects their steering or the wheels like strange doesn't make sense but yeah there's a big shootout at Interpol and Brian and his crew chase Shaw's crew who are we got Clara Paget as Veg or mm. V, whatever her name is. Kim Colt is Klaus, aka White Hobbs. White Hobbs, yeah. You've already mentioned this. The raids, Joe Ta- uh, Taslam as Ja. Yeah. We got David Ajala as Ivory, who gets killed pretty early on. We got Thury Lintart as Firuz, Firuz, and Benjamin Davies as Adolfson. So he's got a ragtag crew of people who are a bit, there's some Danish people, some British people, some uh, Indonesian people, yeah. some African people. Yeah. It's, a, it's a full crew. and it's, full crew. Uh, it's their doppelganger crew. Yeah, their doppelganger crew, which is such a great scene. Yeah, Brian is the hot blonde. Um, you know, it's the scene that I have as my Skype background <laughs> yeah. currently. Yeah, For the benefit of radio. So yeah. You see this attractive black man, that's me right here. <laughs> That's White then, Hobbs. Yeah. That's White Hobbs. That's a <laughs> little mine. African man with a beanie on. That's you, Tej. Tej, that's your mini me. <laughs> that's, that's your my mini me. <laughs> Brian, when did you do this photo shoot? Because Brian is the prettiest blonde yeah. around. So I like that um, the other guy is like Giselle, like the other white guy. Yeah. Which I think is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we get these big chases through mm. tunnels. I don't know if that's meant to be like the Black Hall Tunnel or or what like i have no idea it's so they like for people who live in london and watch it this is just like a vague like one of those things where like it's a vague part of the city and you're kind of like are they in east are they in south they're crossing over i know that it gets Um, worse later and i'll get to it gets it gets worse it gets worse because Hobbes starts saying the names of the places and i was like bro that was king's cross or like (laughs) bro that's not it was like where in waterloo station did that happen yeah seriously yeah um i go to that station yeah it's funny because it was another film Um, that was being made at the same time yeah uh in london that uh i'll get to in a little bit but another Mm -hmm. film that had a lot of fucking around with london that made no sense if you live here yeah but 
This this made no Yeah, sense. there's a big the tunnel. The big tunnel chase. Somehow everyone is in the same area. It makes no yeah. sense because like one crew's in Interpol, the other crew's fucking chasing Shaw, and then they all somehow end up together in these tunnels. Dom notices and follows Letty, who sort of, he sort of corners her, and then she jumps out of the car and she you know he yeah, calls out him. to her and she shoots him. What? So Shoal's crew somehow has official dossiers on Dom and La Familia, which it mm. turns out that Letty is one in, in one of the photos with Dom, and she doesn't remember yeah. anything. And we find out that she's got amnesia or something. Mm. I don't know. We haven't really figured that one out yet. Uh, <laughs> Roman, <laughs> he's going through all the crew's photos, and then Hobbs and Tej, they go honk out this raci- racist uh, posh dude. Oh, yeah, that that was fun. I like that scene. (laughs) This is near Tower Bridge, which was funny to see a weird, fancy car auction because they needed new cars. They needed to get a bunch of fast cars. Yeah, and all those cars were brought up in an elevator through like a building, (laughs) presumably somewhere in East London because you could see the gherkin. Yeah, it's all very like, yeah, let's not get too like bogged down in the in the how they misconstrue (laughs) London. But it gets more hilarious during the street race because street race because Jonathan and I have worked in central London and it's just so funny. I'll get to to watch that. Yeah, so absurd. I have no idea. It's absurd. Uh, Han and Giselle and Roman and Riley. Go off to oh, yeah. uh, search for the man who made the car that uh, yeah. Shaw was using. Who for. has some Moby Dick, like, <laughs> friggin', like, was it tor- torpedo claw thing that they he shoots at? Yeah. Do you remember that shit? Yeah, I thought yeah. that was, uh, wasn't that Tej and Roman fucking with that? Yeah, but like that's where they got it from. They got it from that guy because that guy oh, was like he? testing oh, it out. Shit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. That is where they got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tej pimped it out. Yeah. Tej pimped it out. Yeah. But like that's where they found it. Okay. I, um, I completely like just see the, that. Yeah, glazed over because there was a lot going on with that scene. Smooth and it brain was, time. It was jumping yeah. around as well. I'm I'm doing yeah, this between, just to, yeah. to like make it easier but uh yeah so they go find this guy who made the car for shawl mm-hmm. and shawl's crew and there's another giselle he's the man sort of thing mm, <laughs> he, he's a man what does go, she mean by that he's yeah. a man <laughs> yeah and she and riley basically go down and beat this dude up and uh he secretly dials shawl's crew and letty shows up and there's yeah. a shootout and riley chases letty into underground into an underground station it's very weird because you're supposed to kind of be led to believe that this is Waterloo, but I don't think that's Waterloo. It might have been because there's a there's a station in London. I can't remember what it is. And Julia was saying it while we were watching it. It could possibly be that that they shoot in a lot, I think, in films because mm. it's a closed down station. So they obviously just yeah. put a bunch of extras in it because they couldn't do that in actual Waterloo station. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah. And I was like, oh, I get it. Like, it's the. You know, the, the the place where they were with, with the guy was like all the freaking, you know, by the train tracks, all the yeah. arches and the tunnels. And I was like, oh, this could be somewhere south. And this is like leads to this crazy ass fight. Uh, yeah. Down freaking stairs. And one of the coolest parts of the film, I think. Like So cool. It's yeah. a really fun fight. Uh, like yeah. I said, there's that awesome cross arm breaker. Letty spears Gina Carano down the stairs. They flip down. Letty eventually escapes via a train. 
And then there's the simultaneously line. another fight taking place yeah. where the, Roman and Arguably Han the are, worst fight. Yeah, they're um. getting the shit kicked out of him by Ja. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Taslam. And, Shout uh, out my guy. He's just like Roman when they get off is just like no one needs to know about this. Nobody needs to know Nobody. about this. <laughs> and what's funny is that Joe Taslam has a head start and he beats up all the cops. Yeah. Where they're gonna fight. So he beats down all these cops and then Han and Roman catch up and get the shit kicked yeah. out of them. <laughs> get thrown through glass and then he is like Jaw escapes back with Letty um somehow miraculously. And then they're just like, Nobody needs to see this. And then uh, Conveniently, the security cameras were down. Yeah, um, so nobody course. will see it. Good they for them. They will not see it. Yeah, mm. yeah. That was a funny scene with uh, Hobbs basically just strong arming this, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> somebody CCTV tell people. Captain America here that this doesn't. I was like, oh, <laughs> British man, shut up. Yeah, and then we sort of get more information about the whole Braga thing. So Shaw reveals that Letty, oh, yeah, you Braga. know, he found Letty during the whole Braga incident in Fast and Furious. So the fourth one, yeah, the fourth film. Not so, to confuse you all with the first, yeah. One. So she dies, yeah, in Fast and Furious. We talked about this, and then yeah. she, reappe- she reappears in the photo in the last film at the end of the film, mm. and now she's back. And she doesn't remember anything. And we get a little bit more information about how he found her in the hospital and blah, blah, blah. She's all like sort of weirded out by, by Shaw because he seems like he doesn't really care about any of the people in his crew. She yeah. obviously has some deep rooted thing about family and caring about the people you run with. Uh, mm. So, yeah, this sends Brian on an adventure. Back to, yeah, <laughs> this sends Brian on a side quest. Side quest to go to prison in LA yeah. to get more info about Braga as they find out that Braga was a part of the whole thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. The last thing the guy that made the car said before he died was Braga. Yeah. yeah. I was like, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Brian goes back to LA mm-hmm. in prison to see Braga and to get info about Letty. Shay Wiggum returns as FBI agent Stasiak and uh or Stasiak, however you say his yeah. name. And uh, the shit kicked out of him again. Yeah, he takes Brian into prison. He gives him a fake ID and he basically says you need to get to Braga really quick or they'll find out who you are and you might get stuck in here. And then he says, uh, so you'll need to get to him because he's in the isolation block. So Brian breaks his fucking nose again. And that's really funny to be honest. It's really funny. <laughs> I think like the thing with this film is that each sort of leg of or like each side quest or whatever has is constructed really well as in like, oh, you got a gag, you got the fight scene, you got the thing that leads into the next thing. Yeah. Um, but like as a film as a whole, it, it feels like, yeah, it, it feels like you're being fed too many things at the same time. <laughs> yeah. um, it's like six different, not even movies, it's like six different TV subplots you know it feels like a really long piece of television to yeah me. Definitely. definitely yeah we get the harpoon gun finally like oh yeah the harpoon okay, gun. okay so Th- that's the word harpoon i was like moby dick yeah. stick hmm, no so bad it's introduced with so like you said like they get the gun from the guy roman and Taj, like roman's playing with it and taj is sort of like no no and then we get our first nas it's appearance actually at yeah. 59 minutes into the film 
because he shoots it and it shoots out with Nas. So Tej is pimped it out to use Nas. It, it's like, it's what so is this funny. going to be used for? You'll find out. You'll find out <laughs> immediately. Um, almost. Yeah. Raga visits Brian at night with a couple of goons and explains the whole Letty situation. We get a full breakdown of what happened, blah, blah, blah. Flashbacks and all. I mean, it doesn't matter. This whole thing, they have a fight. Brian magically is out of prison and he goes back to yeah. London. This really Brian gives him nothing useful, by yeah. the way. Like, it's all really vague. Like, yeah. Shaw will, like, you know, Shaw, you can only find him if he wants you to find him or some shit like yeah. that. Um, this whole side quest really does nothing for the story either because no. when Brian returns, Dom is sort of like, what have you found out? This is for you. It's, for you. <laughs> it's just like, what okay, we're about cool. to do yeah. is for her. And Whatever. Brian's like, what are we about to do? Like, you guys all have your bags packed. I just got here. What is going <laughs> on? Like, I feel like he should have been more outraged at the fact that everybody's just, just knows what they're doing. Yeah. Brian comes back. Back to like Tej and Roman with the harpoon gun. Roman shoots it, nearly hits Han. And then he like hands it to Tej. And Tej is like, no, he did it. Like he points like a little baby. <laughs> Ride or die, remember? Mm. Yeah, because Letty and Dom meet at a weird street racing thing that looks like it looks like Somerset House. It's really confusing. It is. It's so I think it's not it's 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 like, do you know that um like across from Trafalgar Square, like mm. the the arches there? Yeah. I don't remember what it's called for the life of me. I'm sorry. Um but I think it's that. Okay. If not, it isn't. Yeah. It's really confusing. And yeah. Rita Ora is Rita there. Rita Ora is so there. Confusing. This is London, baby. It's really confusing because the whole thing is sort of like, this would never happen in London. And it's, No, not it, at all. It made me laugh really hard, though, because it's one of those total Fast and Furious moments as well. Because, mm. like, you get all the, like, sexy ladies dancing. People yeah, who look all like, the ass. They yeah. look like they do not belong in London. I've never seen no. anyone in London ever dress like that. That is such or a, Or drive like, like that. Yeah. It's such a, like, yeah. I don't know. The whole thing is just so beyond. It's really funny. Uh, but then we get the big race, which is the most confusing thing if you live in London. Yeah. It's so confusing. Because at one point, so they're funny. running down Whitehall towards Parliament Square. If you want to look this up on a map, if you're not from here and you're listening to us, you'll figure out how confusing this is. All right. So they're running down Whitehall towards Parliament Square. Mm. And then the next thing they know, you know, they're in Piccadilly, which is completely impossible because that's completely the other direction. Yeah. It's like the reverse of my bus route. I was literally going like, (laughs) I get my bus there, but for some reason you're ending up here. Yeah. What? Yeah. They go around Piccadilly like five times as well. Yeah. (laughs) Which is like not <laughs> possible considering what Piccadilly Circus is always yeah. like. Yeah. Um, I saw them drive past a bunch of buses and I'd be like, I would not let, like, this would piss me off so much. Yeah. Like, on yeah. My, it's, it's also that time of night where, like, I was just thinking, like, dude, like, if this was normal times, like, me and John would just finish work at the Prince Charles. We'd yeah. walk out and then suddenly these, <laughs> like, they're fucking streamers. It's like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, it'd be the most annoying thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, they they drive through Piccadilly. They get chased by cops. Um, they go back to Whitehall because I saw that shot again. Yeah, like it's, um, it's and crazy. then they end up in Battersea as yeah. as Hobbs tells us. Yeah, which it, <laughs> they I, I did know that was Battersea. That was definitely Battersea yeah, because they were in the sure. station. Yeah, uh, Letty uses Nas. We get another Nas Nas attack, mm. and this the last so one apart from the harpoon later. Uh, mm. 
at one hour and nine minutes, the only official Nas being used in a car. Uh, is this the last time Nas gets used in the film series, period? I wouldn't be surprised because they definitely don't care about the races anymore. No, they don't. They don't. <laughs> and this was literally just like, they end up at Battersea. Dom tells Letty all about her, just trying to kind of like get her to remember who he is. And he gives mm. her the cross back and then she leaves and Shoal shows up and he offers Dom a chance to walk away and he threatens him and then Dom refuses and they're all like talking shit to each other. And then Hobbs, yeah. meanwhile, is aiming a fucking rifle at Shoal. So is Mel Giselle. Does, yeah, he doesn't kill him because Mel Giselle's up there doing the same thing to Dom. I'm at the point where I'm kind of like, Hobbs obviously doesn't give a fuck. I mean, obviously, we know he respects... Fuck. He respects Dom and stuff, but like he could take, he could have taken him out. Then he could have taken Shaw yeah. out. And if Dom yeah. went down, that's just the price he had to pay. And he could have lied because he's a cop and he could have lied and just said, Oh, I caught him as well. He was being a baddie as well because he's exactly. already a wanted man. So, so Hobbs is bad at his job. <laughs> Um, <laughs> or he's a good guy. I mean, maybe he's a good guy. Or he's a, or he's a good guy. <laughs> if he was a good guy, like, oh, dude, Hobbs, like, is so funny to me in this because it's that thing again, like you were saying, like, he's playing second fiddle. He's totally second banana, but everybody, like, he's being tricked into thinking he's important. Yeah. Which sucks um, <laughs> for any character, but it's funny because it's, it's Dwayne Johnson. It's funny because it's Hobbs. Yeah. Um, and I just find it so funny that, like, yeah, no, he could have taken that shot. He's just out here in Battersea. Like, if you <laughs> knew what you were doing, sir, you could have just, like, you could have got. He could have gotten Shaw when they trapped like Interpol. Like, yeah, some. Like, I feel like, but then at the same time, that's not the film. Like, we need to <laughs> fill out the rest of this screen time. Um, yeah. But I thought that scene was hilarious because by the end of it, um, Hobbs is like, "I hope this gets you to what you want to." <laughs> like, yeah. like they're bros um, just a Battersea power station being yeah. bros which is great because that was back before Battersea looks like the shithole that it looks like now yeah. and it still looked awesome back then um, it's yeah. a shame I really miss the old Battersea but hey let's build more expensive places for people to live that can't afford it uh, Tej gets a phone call from Hobbs and in his phone it says Samoa Thor <laughs> Yeah, Samoa <laughs> Thor. That's which funny. Is great. He has an old Nokia as yeah. well, which I think is hilarious. Which I um, think is great because they're trying to like explain the time low. skip. You know, yeah. it's t- it's 2013. <laughs> Not everybody has a BlackBerry. Yeah. Uh, he tracks down Shaw's group to a NATO base in Spain, and Shaw's crew assaults a highway military convoy carrying a computer chip to complete his device. It's going to be a tech bomb to shut down the whole thing. I mean, whatever. Who cares? It doesn't I thought matter. They were, yeah. I thought that, like, I was like, what are they stealing? I thought they were stealing the tank, which they were. But at the same time, yeah. the tank wasn't the thing they were going yeah. after. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. I was like, what? It is was the a chip bonus. in the tank? Yeah. Like, is this like Fast Five where the, there's a microchip in a car? Like, um, but it's a tank. Okay. So Dom's crew interferes. Yeah. Because they okay, cool. yeah. and there's a big chase okay, happening. Cool. Yeah. And then uh the harpoon is Type. used again mm-hmm. to f- to create a big <laughs> a big wire basically to flip Shaw's truck, the truck that he's commandeered, and mm-hmm. the truck kind of f- starts to flip, but then 
And then the tank <laughs> get a bursts fucking through. Tank bursting through. And I lost my mind when that happened. Yeah. I was just like, oh my God. I was so drunk. And I was just like, yes. Okay. Tank this is so stupid. But I'm on board. So Let's stupid. go for it. <laughs> Ludacris is just freaking out. Um, yeah. Ted's just the only measured response. Because he was just like, we need a plan. B, C. We need the whole alphabet. <laughs> Roman um, had a good could, freak out as well. He's like, well, yeah, Roman got, got nearly got, <laughs> Roman nearly got crushed by yeah. the tank. God bless him. Poor oh, baby. Um, his pretty little car. Um, and then the car gets used as like an anchor. Like Roman <laughs> yeah. ties his like harpoon wire to it. Jumps yeah. to. There's a lot of car jumping. Yeah. This is there's a crazy. Lot of, yeah. Dominic Toretto is virtually indestructible. Yeah. So Roman wires up the tank, like you said. Mm. His car is sort of attached to this wire. They use it as a anchor. He jumps from the tank that he's just wired up onto Brian's car. And it's really silly looking. Almost more. It's probably more silly than Brian's jump from the last film that I thought was really hilarious where he jumps like from the train onto Brian's car. It's yeah, a lot Brian more has a better jump looking. in the next film, but we'll get <laughs> okay, to that when we that. get to that. Yeah. <laughs> so this jump is really silly. It's so somehow stupid. not the most silly. Uh, Yo, it's it's the second most silly jump. Um, there's so many jumps. Like Giselle jumps, Han jumps. They look cool as hell. Like they're very coordinated and in love. Yeah, we get a really funny jump later from. Uh, from Hobbs as well, where yeah. like a jump punch, which is really funny as well. <laughs> Samoan Thor, baby. Samoan Thor. Uh, he jumped like 15 feet in the air to do that punch as well. It's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's so an icon. The wire mm. manages to flip the tank because they use the car as an anchor that to goes flip. off the bridge. Yeah. And that causes the tank to flip over. In the meantime, Letty's on top of it. Uh, Shaw was like, Letty, go take care of the wire. Yeah. And so she's, just she, like, she's on top. <laughs> she gets thrown from off the tank. Off the tank. What looks like she's about to go off of a huge bridge that the car went down. And Dom jumps out and catches her midair. And they land. And they land on a car. On a car. It's like two <laughs> gravity defying ridiculous moments back to back. And it was yeah. just so fucking funny. Like, Sorry to miss gravity. Whole... We don't need you here. And again, this is all happening so fast that it's sort of like, so fast. what is going on? <laughs> so fast and so furious. Yeah. So furious. Originally, the tank sequence, so it was, uh, which was nearly all practical effects as well. Wow. Way, which is amazing. Justin Lin. Tip my wow. hat to you. You keep doing yeah, these incredible. practical effects, which is awesome. Oh, yeah. We thought the train was something. Look yeah. This shit. It was supposed to take place in the streets of London, and mm. the production plan to recreate a 12 city blocks on a soundstage to, to shoot it, uh, shoot what they needed, which uh, they weren't allowed to do because London city officials wouldn't grant production access to the city roads because the Olympics were going on at the same time when they were shooting oh, yeah. the movie. So they. Most of the street scenes that were done in London were actually shot in Glasgow at times. Basically, that whole thing of shooting in the UK just proved unfeasible. So they moved the sequence to Spain, which is why the story moved to Spain at this point. Because they were secured an area, basically free reign to shoot on a newly built open stretch of highway 
in uh, Tenerife in the Canary Islands. So that was actually the Canary mm. Islands. 90% of the shots of the tank were the real thing. Other shots wow. uh, used a lightweight tank with a fake turret while others wow. used a truck outfitted with tank treads uh, to get low angle shots. So either way, regardless, all that shit was pretty practical. Even if they were using fake tanks, it was still like pretty amazing. So yeah, it wasn't like a CGI tank yeah. that Michelle Rodriguez had to be flung off yeah. of. Um, it's crazy. Jesus Christ. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's kind of awesome now, though, like in retrospect, finding out how much work went into this ridiculous scene that we've just been like laughing at <laughs> for the last couple of minutes. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. That was just taking days to shoot. Yeah. Um, I think but it's yeah, funny no. doing, like I said at the beginning, when we start talking about this and I was talking about my rating and stuff. And I think like I started mm. to like great gain so much appreciation for the film, like by doing this yeah. research, because it's like, yeah. Oh man, like that tank scene was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. That tank scene was badass. So Shaw's captured at this point, but he reveals that Mia has been captured by his crew. And then Riley reveals that she's actually Shaw's covert accomplice. That was so funny because it came out of nowhere. Yeah. It's so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's one of those things that you're not really going to catch unless you've watched this film with a fine tooth comb, yeah. which I don't think you can because, <laughs> you know, your brain is smooth. There yeah. are no ridges for the comb to go through. And I caught when... Braga and Brian were fighting in the cell and Brian was like legit stabbing Braga in the stomach. He was just like, uh, why do you think he's been, uh, Shaw's been steps ahead of you mm. and Shaw will only find you, like you'll only find him if you want to, he wants you to get to him. So those two things, I was like, okay, so Shaw obviously has a leg up somehow and then they were like, oh yeah, it's because he has a mole and it turns out it's the lady <laughs> yeah. from the beginning of the movie this entire time, which is very fitting, I think, for Gina Carano. Yeah. Um, to like betray the crew but it's so disgusting how he's like you coming babe and then it's she's like i wouldn't miss it for the world and they like <laughs> hold hands as they walk out of the army base and letty is just like what? yeah i have no idea what's going on man i don't even remember who i am who are you guys <laughs> yeah it's like who are you guys and then brian comes up to her being like everything that's happened to you was my fault yeah. she's just like how are you putting this on me right <laughs> yeah Poor girl. But I did mark out for the fact that that was probably like the first conversation Brian and Letty have had yeah. since the first movie. Even though we're led to believe yeah. that Brian had this secret relation relationship uh, leading up into the fourth film where he like pushed Letty into being an yeah, undercover, undercover work for him. Informing yeah. for him like with Braga, which led to all this mess in the first place. But at the same time, it's like funny. This is their first on screen chat since the very first movie. And it was still yeah. as awkward as it was for from sure. day one. <laughs> Even yeah. more so because she didn't Good know who them. the fuck he was. <laughs> yeah. Which probably is, is about as much as she knew about him <laughs> anyway, yeah. if she did remember. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then Letty comes with them because yeah. Mia's been captured. Yeah. Um, Mia, yeah. I was like, how did they get to Mia so fast? And I was like, oh yeah, they're in Spain. <laughs> That's where they were. Oh, Hobbs tells the group though that if they pursue Shaw now, that I didn't really get this mm-hmm. point. It didn't make sense. Oh my god, Dom has like the best yeah. line. So by the way, when they were like, 
if you let him go, if you let him walk away with this microchip, amnesty pardons yeah. go out the window. And then Dom just goes, those, it was like, those words went out the window the day we were born. Yeah. And I went, holy shit. <laughs> Salum, a familia. Yeah. Like, come on. I had that line written down because it is yeah. a fucking good line. So It's a fucking great <laughs> line. <laughs> but it like doesn't make any sense. Just in the context of the scene itself, like it feels like something you would have called back to or something that was set up earlier, but like, oh no, it fits. Dom is saying it. It's yeah. like, sure. Okay, so this leads finally to the finale. Shoal's group yes. are on board a big moving plane rolling down the longest yes, runway man. ever. And yeah. I'm watching this. I'm just like, as all what I'm about to talk about unfolds, I'm just like, man, this is a long ass runway. <laughs> yeah. And Dom and his team chase them down with their cars. Dom, Letty, and Brian board the craft. Brian rescues Mia. He escapes in the Alfa Romeo. Mm-hmm. The plane attempts to take off, but it's held down by excess weight because the rest of the team are tethering the planes with their vehicles. With their harpoons. And Giselle. Yeah. Sacrifices herself for Han. (laughs) Because Han doesn't see that one of Shaw's henchmen are about to shoot him. And Giselle jumps off the car. Shoots him. In like the coolest fucking way. And uh, is, I'm going to say dead, but who knows? Because the series. Who who knows? knows? And also like Dom survived. (laughs) But then it's it's Dom. Like, (laughs) come on. It's Dom. Uh, so Giselle is gone. R.I.P. Queen. Maybe an actual death in this series. We'll find out. Who knows? Okay. We get the second half of Letty and Riley's fight that ends with Hobbs throwing the Nos harpoon gone to Letty. Letty says, wrong team, bitch. And then just blasts her out of the plane. It was the funniest ending the funniest to that thing. fight. But also like, so ow. It's all the looks as oh. well. It's all the looks. Like, because yeah. well, Hobbs, Hobbs looks Hobbs like she, she goes like, wrong team, bitch. And then she looks over at Hobbs. Like, Riley looks at Hobbs. And Hobbs just is like, you know, he, he has his he eyebrows, eyebrows up. It's like a full second <laughs> of Dwayne Johnson reacting. And I think it's the funniest Yeah, and thing. then just boom, blast her out of the plane. Yeah. Hilarious. Like. It's hilarious. Brutal. Yeah. <sighs> and then you got your Hobbs on Hobbs crime uh, fight <laughs> yeah. between White Hobbs and original Hobbs yeah. and Shaw and Dom as well. Yeah, this is where we get the really big uh, 15 foot in the air punch to end the fight, I think, from oh my God, Hobbs yeah. to the White Hobbs. Yeah. Really funny. Uh, Dom continues to pursue Shaw and the plane crashes and Shaw is thrown mm. from it. They, like... I don't know what happened to Shaw after that. I really, d- I really don't know because <laughs> I will keep quiet. We're going to have to keep quiet because, because I do like, well, the thing is I do, yeah. unfortunately, because the you internet know, exists, yeah. but yeah, I don't really know what it happened, make any but sense. I just know that that's not the last we'll see of Owen Shaw. Uh, yeah. But anyway, from this film, that's the last we see him. He just, that's, we, that's, that's the last, the last we, we see him. Dom drives. He goes out the cargo. Yeah, door, he goes yeah. out the cargo. Dom drives the car out of the exploding plane, which is hilarious. 
And then he appears from the fire, just like walking out. And he walks out. Gives this Hob- is fucking indestructible. <laughs> yeah, he gives Hobbs a computer chip, and there's no tomfoolery this time. This seems legit. No. They, he, you know, doesn't seem like he's pulled a fast one and stolen the computer chip. Or did they? Who knows? Maybe the next film they did. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't matter because who gives a shit about this computer chip? They all end up back in L.A. at the old house yeah. for a big classic barbecue. It's a very cheesy, classic. but it's actually really feel good. It was nice to see that same house. It's sweet, yeah. Uh, Roman gives a nice cheers at the end the uh says grace because he start eating or touching his food first mm-hmm. brian's just like uh, uh, that's that's house rules you gotta say grace now <laughs> it's the last line that roman says father thank you for the gathering of friends father we give thanks for all the choices we've made because that's what makes us who we are let us forever cherish the loved ones we've lost along the way thank you for the little angel the newest addition to our family Thank you for bringing Letty home. And most of all, thank you for fast cars. <laughs> thank you, Father, for fast cars. <laughs> so cheesy. It starts out really heartfelt yeah. and sweet. Like, as you would say, Grace, like, oh, we're thankful for our friends, yeah. our family. We honor those we lost. Thank you for this kid, this new little baby. And then, but most importantly, thank you for fast cars. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And that scene at the end of there at the house, Ohab shows up with Elena because Elena works for him now. Yeah. Again. again and elena and letty have an exchange really awkward <laughs> really awkward, awkward but more awkward is when dom and Hobbs have their little thing where like they're they're standing side by side not facing each other but every time they took a step forward to each other there's a music cue it just goes <laughs> <"Dum-dum."> <laughs> like they're sharks. Um, oh man it's like i never thought i'd trust a criminal <laughs> and i was like this is so funny <laughs> so funny so all right the I'll, I'll say this before we move on to the soundtrack but the final plane sequence it was originally supposed to be yes. the ending of fast five so i kind of mentioned there was oh. something there that justin lynn was doing that he was working on when he was doing fast five mm-hmm. so it was that he got so far into the production process of that movie that it was storyboarded and pre-visualized before being scrapped for budgetary reasons. And then the leftover storyboards were simply grafted on to Furious 6 and basically updated to account for all the new characters in the movie's plot. And through the production of uh, movie magic, you know, a little bit of... A little bit of finessing. Yeah, a little bit of finessing, a little bit of suspension of disbelief. The... uh, (laughs) As you required yeah. a lot of in you know, this the film. Final plane sequence, the runway. I kept talking about how long it was. It was allegedly 28.829 miles long, if you calculate it out correctly, wow. of how long they were going on that thing and how fast the cars would have been going. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So And the cars insane. were like they were like regular cars. They weren't like armored. They were like flimsy ass cars that yeah. you attach these harpoon <laughs> wires to, which managed to and the tiny Alfa Romeo as well, which I was like, this is the detriment to this giant plane, this little yes. red car. Um, I did write this down and I think this is a great note that I forgot that I wrote mm. this down until I'm looking at it now. Me drunk off of four beers and a couple of glasses of wine. Is bringing a plane down with cars the Fast and Furious equivalent of destroying the Death Star? 
Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Maybe not the Death Star, it, like, because that, that implies iconography, but, like, bringing down maybe Starkiller Base, okay, so, yeah. like, in the, in the, in the sequels. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> it's, like, not as iconic, but it's pretty big. An AT-AT. Um, an ATAT, yeah. This is this is them. This is them using wires, huh? Same wrapping, you know, the legs together, bringing it down on the snow planet. I was like, drunk. I should have known ATAT was a better choice, yeah. but I was drunk. Okay, I digress. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. All right, that's it's okay. I was sober watching this film. That's the, um, the big, so. the big dumb movie. Let's get into the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. We got to do that every time, don't we? Yeah. Wiz Khalifa, yes. the first of many collaborations with this franchise. So yes, we kick off with that opening montage. Wiz Khalifa, two chains, we own it. Yeah. We also get Great some track. songs like "Ball" by Ti and Lil Wayne. I mentioned we get a brief glimpse of HK Hong superstar, Kong. Hong Kong superstar by mm-hmm. MC Jin and Daniel Wu. Mm-hmm. There's a reprise of Bandoleros of Don Omar and Tego Calderon, that, you know, Bandolero song that kind of appears throughout the series now, I guess. And we get Rest of My Life by Ludacris with Usher and David Guetta. I feel like this soundtrack actually was a little bit better than the last couple of films because the way it was Yeah, but it's also like the most forgettable. Yeah, fair. I think it was just the way it was Mm. used that they actually felt like there was music in the film this time. Yeah. Instead of it being a sure, sure. score. So I agree. this time the original score, which was very heavy and it was very, it was fine. It was good. It had its moments. It was done by Lucas Vidal. So the film did feature some music from Brian Tyler, who's done the previous few films, but he had mm-hmm. commitments to do Iron Man 3 and Thor The Dark World. Here we go. That fucking Small movie Thor. that like that fucking took place movie in, that London shot in London too. was confusing as fuck. <laughs> If you live here, fucking Thor getting on yeah. a train in like central London and up over in fucking Greenwich, like on a completely wrong line. And I can't imagine an Asgardian would know how to, you know, successfully navigate, navigate the two, London, especially yeah. as quick as he did it. Like it was supposed to be like five minutes or something. Makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, also, Thor is like notoriously a himbo. Yeah. Do you know what seriously. I mean? Like he's meant to like, okay, like in the, in, they retcon it later on in Ragnarok. He's like, oh, actually, he's kind of smart. But he's like a dumbass. Yeah, definitely. Like in the first <laughs> first couple of movies, so it, it was hilarious to see him navigate. Which is a nice connection, yeah. you know, Samoan and Thor and actual Thor both <laughs> being in London. Um, but yeah, that movie's confusing as fuck. Yeah, definitely. But so is this movie. Kind of bad as well. uh, yeah, so bad. Yeah, I like the that like um, dubstep thing they got when Letty and Dom were doing their street race. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I like that track. That was good. There's, like, like I said, I feel like there was more use of the soundtrack in this film. It probably mm-hmm. was because of the intro. Like, yeah. And then, like I said, there's a lot of other bits were only kind of glimpses. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It felt like there was more effort into music. Like, we own it. Was I kind of remember being a bit of a song back at that point in time. It was a popular song. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing yeah. it in other things. I think it probably showed up in wrestling a little bit as well. Like some of these big songs occasionally will show up in like some WWE yeah. like pay per view like Super Soaker presents <laughs> WrestleMania yeah and then it's just like Wiz Khalifa singing the song uh, <laughs> yeah and then like it would get radio play to promote the film yeah. and that like that's like that, that continues for the next couple of films as well mm-hmm. 
so yeah, yeah I, no, I, like, I remember maybe it is a bit it's maybe not as memorable mm-hmm. for you as like maybe the last couple but i at least felt like it was utilized yeah. better this time around yeah within sure. the actual film yeah for sure so they once again use car town on facebook to help market the film basically the same thing they did last time where they were giving the trailer out on that stupid app at the at the cinema place or whatever that you can drive your car to i have no idea how that game works i've never played like it. a game but yeah. apparently it's like this is a farmville well apparently they were mm-hmm. doing something this time around where if people bought tickets in the game they can get the virtual 2013 dodge charger srt8 sweet <laughs> cool sweet ride what a money grab sweet <laughs> yeah because Dominic Toretto is notorious uh, for driving Dodge Chargers. I get it. I understand that reference. <laughs> the film was released in May of 2013 at the Empire mm-hmm. Cinema, now known as the Cineworld in Leicester Square, here in London. World premiere hey. in the place that it took large amounts of parts in. Kind of like last time mm. they were in Brazil for the world premiere. So yeah. is that a trope with this? Is this something they do everywhere they shoot the film? They yeah, just go do they the do. world premiere? I don't know if, That's kind of cool. Yeah, I don't know if it is quite cool. I don't know if they do that for seven and eight because, like, I don't remember where seven and eight are set. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll find out <laughs> until I'll watch them and be like, "Oh yeah. oh yeah, oh no, I remember where seven is set." It's yeah, never mind. But I don't know if they did the premiere there. Um, but yeah, no, that's sick. It's in a world like they drove past that in a world. If they if they like went straight, like if they went through Leicester Square, that would have been hilarious because like you can't drive yeah. through there. <laughs> well, I mean, you can you know that Justin Lin doesn't give a fuck about driving in places that are notoriously hard to drive fuck. in because he did yeah. that in Tokyo Drift and he, he did yeah. it again in this film. Yeah, the film earned two hundred thirty nine mm. million dollars in North America and five hundred fifty million dollars elsewhere worldwide for a total of seven hundred eighty nine million dollars on a one hundred and sixty million dollar budget. And again this becomes the highest grossing Fast and Furious movie at the time. Probably number three all time. Damn. That's the Indonesian showing out. <laughs> yeah. like, I know for a fact it is. Yeah. Well, critically, yeah. it was well received for the most part. I know I gave some funny, like, I pick out some of the worst mm-hmm. things, but there was a lot of really nice reviews for the film. A lot of people loved it. They thought it was silly fun. Uh, some people did think that it lacked the surprise that Hobbs, you know, being the antagonist was in the last film. And yeah. Luke Evans was like Owen Shaw struggled. He, like he just struggled to make an impression as a new villain. I a hundred percent am on board with this. Cause mm-hmm. I felt like, like I didn't say this earlier cause I kind of wanted us to go through the film and kind of talk about things. I kind of forgot to mention this when we were talking about Owen Shaw really like does not matter in this film to me in the least no. bit, which is sad because I'm sure no. he's fine. Some people did actually think that he brought a lot to the film, that he was refreshing, and amongst a lot of bad dialogue, that he was a refreshing piece of it. So tomato, tomato. Yeah, he's he adds a lot of gravitas to yeah. me, like in terms of legitimizing all their ridiculousness, because mm-hmm. he's like, I'm serious, my crew is serious. Yeah. I know we're all fucking stupid, but he he adds that thing that Dom doesn't like it's I like that whole like okay basic screenwriter conflict thing of like here is a man who values family and everything above all and here is a man that values efficiency yeah. and getting things done and that by any, any uh, means that clash which could be yeah by any means exactly. at the uh, expense of your family or your crew exactly yeah. exactly well I mean you know I did like the doppelganger crew sort of aspect to it 
Uh, I just mm. felt like, again, with what this these films have been doing, especially the last few, as it starts to get more and more intense, that yeah. there's it, well, even if you go back to the second film, like the the way they keep building on with the family and all the other conflicts between characters, bad guys take a backseat every single time. Yeah, and for sure. This for film sure. was about Letty being found by Dom and their whole like rebuilding that sort of thing you know Mm -hmm. strengthening the family again and then you're still like just there further distracted by big baby oiled Dwayne Johnson just being a presence every time he's on screen so it's like there's so much to distract you from the fact that there are bad guys in the film and it doesn't help when one of the bad guys is Letty for the half of the film as well because she's like a part of the bad guys crew so it's really hard to get on board. Uh, I don't sure. know. But anyway, as we always do, how are we going to rank our films? Because we are mm. quite a way in now. Six films. We are, yeah. We're six, yeah. How are we ranking oh, films? Oh, dude, six does have like a proper place in my heart. Just because, yeah, I saw it in theaters. It's like... It's it's very com- it's a str- oddly comforting film <laughs> more so than Fast Five, so I might put it. Um, I don't remember what my order was last time. I think it was one, two, one, two, five, four, three. But now I think it's going to be one, two, six, five, four, three. Okay, nice. Like I I like Tokyo Drift for its novelty, but I don't like it as a film. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like like I like all the aesthetics and I love I love Han so much. Yeah. But This was a strong I Han film that. to be honest. This was a strong Han yeah. although I I do think he did get put like he always got the short end of the yes, stick in this film. Very much. And he became just like Dom's. Yeah, I found the street race for you, Dom. You know, like I wish he had more to do, yeah. but I think him and Roman play really well mm-hmm. off each other as opposed to sidelining Roman with Tej. And I like that you get to see Tej and Hobbs do some yeah. stuff. And then Roman and, and um, Han do some stuff. But then, yeah, I, I miss Han being the aloof badass. Mm-hmm. Now he's, like, getting his ass kicked yeah. and he's in love and all that shit, you know. But it's cute. And well, and also, him, I so. forgot to mention it's a good that, like, film. after Giselle, unfortunately... Mm sacrifices herself oh, yeah. that Han actually learns to fight, you know, or he at least gets some, yeah, yeah, yeah. some strength of anger from like just the adrenaline rush he of anger. Beats and, the shit out yeah, of that he guy. beats that dude down. So it's kind of a nice like redemption for him. And, yeah. You know, and then everyone's sort of like getting back to their normal lives. But Han obviously announces that he's going off to Tokyo. He's going to Tokyo. And yeah. So before we get to that, bit of yeah what's your my rankings are it's still number one because it's the classic number Mm. one fast furious yeah that's one then we get fast five Mm. then fast furious six fast six furious six fast and furious six okay so fast five is just like i feel like there's so much going on there when they're all coming kind of coming to head i was struggling with this film Furious 6 if I was going to put it lower on the list really because Mm -hmm. at first when I was thinking about it afterwards after I finished and I was sort of like digesting it all like I was just thinking like I don't know how much I actually like that film 
But then when I started to do the research on it and I thought about it a little bit more, I was like, actually, there was a lot there. It was just so much there that it's really hard. But so if you're much. a little bit yeah. more like thinking about all the stuff and reading about it, it's like, man, there's a lot going on. So Fast Five, I feel like it's a little bit better with some of the stuff, the fights between Vin Diesel and The Rock. Yeah, Vin Diesel yeah. and The Rock are just really great in that film. There's a lot going on there. The safe thing is really fun. The film felt like they had more of a purpose with the fact that they were looking for exactly. money or trying to get money and stuff. Yeah. It, it felt more like they were outlaws instead of them becoming there were more stakes. Becoming stupid secret, secret agents. agent spies in this film. Yeah. But anyway, Furious Six is a lot of fun. Then Fast and Furious, then Too Fast, Too Furious, and then Tokyo Drift. So yeah. that's my list. Fair enough. But as we said, in the mid credits, there's a mid credits scene. Han. Mm. Han, our boy Han, he's involved in a car oh, chase and he's suddenly broadsided mm. by an oncoming car. Oh my God, this is so familiar. It looks like something that no, happened. Where have I seen in, this before? Uh, what? Tokyo Drift, maybe? Oh. Yeah, I think I've seen this film seen before, this before, as Taylor Swift said. The uh, driver walks away from the scene after mm. leaving Letty's necklace by the crash and calls Dom. Dominic Toretto. You don't know me. As Han's car explodes. Supposedly killing Han. You're about to. Supposedly killing Han. Supposedly. Allegedly (laughs) killing Han. Allegedly killing Han. (laughs) The driver then says to Dom, You don't know me. You're about to. You're about to. Dominic Toretto. I love how fucking like, you know, he's so fucking English. He's so like his brother, fucking English. His brother is Welsh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. It doesn't matter. Like most matter. of the people watching this don't know the difference between those accents. Fine. Sure. But that leads us to next month's Podfast and Furious series mm-hmm. episode with Furious 7. Who mm-hmm. is this British man we were talking about? Whose man's hmm. name? We'll have to find out next time. Yeah, another installment in the bald us. person trilogy. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for another bald yeah. man to come in to ruin my life. You know? Arguably the best bald man, like my favorite one. I'm looking forward to it though because I don't know how much I like this man that much. Uh, I've really? Seen quite, you know, I've seen him quite a few things, but for me, it's just kind of like whatever. It's like don't whatever. Care. It's like whatever. But uh, so I'll he's see. Really good in these films. How like, I like him from the trailers I've seen. You know, because. I saw the Hobbs and Shaw trailer like mm-hmm. bef- well before we decided to do this. Yeah. Or else I probably would have skipped it. I've been trying to skip the trailers because they are a bit spoilery at times. Super when spoilery. I've been watching them, so I'm just like, oh no. Uh, but yeah, I saw the Hobbs and Shaw trailer, which looks bonkers. Like it's I awesome. guess around the time before it came out, and yeah, uh, yeah he looked pretty fun in it, and it'd be interesting. It seemed like him and him and Dwayne Johnson have a good chemistry, chemistry going on yeah. in that film. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how he sort of gets played into this whole series and what becomes of his brother. Uh, so <laughs> We'll see what happens. Yeah. All right, Ariane. I feel a little bit dumber now. Brain is ultra smooth. Ultra smooth, buffed, and polished. My brain is smooth, yeah. but I feel like a genius. Um, once again, my intelligence just increases every time this movie. These movies get dumber. Yeah, that's the. It's an inverse relationship. The dumber these movies get, the smarter I get. Um. 
Well, that's pretty good because I think my, mine's the exact opposite. Exact I, opposite. I feel like I'm getting dumber yeah. as I go along. <laughs> the two brain cells that I have are just moving faster. They're inspired by the films to yeah. move a little faster. Yeah, mine. My, my, I think my two brain cells are just like, yeah, they're just falling like, behind. Fuck it. They don't have NOS dumb. in this movie. Like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I think if they had NOS, my brain cells would work a little bit faster. But, yeah. Uh, the I don't NOS think is NOS slowly is, disappearing yeah. from the series. It's not made for London. Um, <laughs> yeah. It really isn't. Yeah. I mean, fuck. I don't know. I still don't understand how the driving mechanics worked inside of London Dude, in this film so would have interrupted well, my we'll bus route home and it would have pissed me the fuck off like I would have gotten off the bus yeah. and crashed my other cars well just wait until we get to uh, Hobbs and Shaw and I got a lot to furious. say about their yeah. puts the furious puts the furious it, it doesn't in make sense. furious yeah it's infuriating <laughs> my goodness all right, well, as always, you can follow us at The Breadcrumbs Pod on Twitter and Instagram and learn more about The Breadcrumbs Collective at breadcrumbscollective.com. Yeah. I don't know why I went very southern. <laughs> Yeehaw! <laughs> um, and feel free to reach out and let us know what you think about the show. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out, and we would love, love, love to grow the show. So... Please leave us a review, Lesteries. Do it. Just do it. Just do it. it. Last week we said there was no obligation. This week we're saying do it. Pretty please. Just do it. Politely, we are saying please do it. Stop right now. Go, Lesteries. Yeah. Actually, go over there. I'm doing it politely. Jonathan is not. Well, it's all right because next week we're going to have. Politeness is out the window. Yeah. Politeness (laughs) is out the window. Leave me alone. I don't want to talk about it. It has been a long day without you, my friend. Uh, <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> oh man, I'm already crying. It's, I mean, it's it's stupid how like ridiculous the next the next film is. Yeah, where literally we're about to jump the shark. Yeah, I think, but also managed to have one of the saddest moments. Uh, For sure. One of the uh, I cried in cinemas watching like. Tastefully done. Very, you know, very tastefully farewells done. Farewells. Yeah. To someone. That's a hard one. Uh, and also, unfortunately, next week we're we're losing our we're, we're not gonna have our, our boy Justin Lin. He's uh not, no. he's taking a step back to do so a So he's Star not gonna Trek be movie. there next week um, as well. He's taking a step so, back. Yeah. Salute to Justin Lin for now. Yeah. We'll see him again in just a few weeks. Yeah. And he'll help us close off this franchise with Fast Nine. And I'm assuming he's doing. Is he doing? 10 he is. And he's 11? doing. He's doing ten. Yeah. Cool. That's, That's why good. I'm trying to get into his good that. graces. Um, just, just putting it out there. <laughs> just putting it out there. We Manifesting. Love you, we love you, Justin. I hire Arianne. Please. And, uh, I'm sure you can give me a job. I'm, I Please. could do something. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I could come up with a dumb idea. Yeah. There. I'm sure. I like. I legally have a driver's license, so let's do this. Yeah, I, I do too, and I'm very yeah, tall. And exactly. You can let you can let like uh, we can do like a like a motorcycle there. sidecar situation where I'm on the motorcycle and you're <laughs> in the sidecar. It'll be incredibly comical, yeah. and it's like you, me, and Tyrese in yeah. a fight scene. No, he's he's, he's like wedged. <laughs> he's like wedged buddies. in the sidecar with you, and you're you're oh, fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, it'll be. Great. Oh, that would be great. I would yeah. love it. Would you love see, it. you see, right, Justin well, Lin, uh, Universal, we're. We have ideas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Manifesting this shit is going to come true. For sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, next week yeah. we've got Furious 7, the swan song for one, Mr. Paul Walker.
See you there. And、uh, we'll see you there. Bye bye. Bye bye. This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Copeland Connections, A Droop Town Limery, Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.